Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. This week on the podcast, I'm really excited to introduce another guest. So Caroline Kerslake is a women's wellbeing coach. She works with women entering midlife and beyond on their health and fitness goals through personal training, massage and self-care, pelvic floor and core programs. And she runs online monthly memberships for exercise and movement designed for our peri to post-menopause years. And I know a lot of my clients and a lot of people who listen are very much in that category. So first of all, welcome, Caroline. Thank you very much for having me, Marie. It's lovely to be here. And first of all, I mean, I've obviously given that introduction, but can you explain to people you know, what, it, what it is exactly that you do? Brilliant. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here. Um, I work with women on their health and fitness goals, um, whatever they are, whatever stage they are in their midlife and um, what they feel they need to do and what they want to do. I'm there to guide them through movement and exercise, whether she wants us to come and do some specific exercise to build um, muscle tone, work on bone health, to have a, a goal. Perhaps she wants to run a 5K or something, to work on her pelvic floor and core if they may be causing her any issues. Or maybe she just wants to come and lie down for a massage and relax or join in with um, a group class online because it fits in with her work and her lifestyle. So I offer those services to women based on what they need. It's a, it's a huge variety of things that, that you do, but like you say, your core customer uh, it's very much a case of, of what she needs. And have you always done this or how did you get started? Um, I actually got into this as being a client. So before um, getting into exercise, I, I didn't exercise and I didn't start exercising until I was in my early 30s. Um, and purely because there was a gym being built in my village. So it's one of those things that I needed to go and do something. So I did um, and just fell in love with it. The changes of just having a one hour session a week with my personal trainer at the time, who then became my boss, um, was fantastic. Again, I felt better physically, mentally. I had that time to myself because I had small children then. Um, and then as she expanded, I began to work for her whilst the kids were at school and it just evolved from there. So it's not something I would ever thought in my early 20s or certainly at school that I would be doing this. So I sort of fell into it. <laughs> I think we all do to a certain extent. And so when did you move from working for somebody else to, to being your own boss? Literally 2019. So um, I thoroughly enjoyed working where I was, but I wanted to develop my own style and work more specifically with women, which in a general gym wasn't always practical. Um, and realising more and more that every woman is unique, so one size does not fit all, I couldn't quite do, do that. Um, so 2019, it, I decided to come away um, and work purely for myself, which was great. But obviously then things changed at the early 2020. Um, and we've sort of just gone from there. So only been sort of, yeah, two and a half, two, two and a half years really being sort of on my own, self-employed. Yeah. And so when the pandemic hit, you, you obviously, I know you moved to doing online classes. Did you do online classes before we went into lockdown? No, not at all. It was all face-to-face, one-to-one clients or group classes in perhaps um, village halls and things. Um, back in my mind, I'd always thought at some point, yes, yeah, we'll do an online membership, that sort of thing, because everybody was doing it. So at that point, it was not on the radar. 
And then it became on the radar and we sort of evolved and we pivoted, as everyone said, from there. Yeah, it's amazing the changes that people were obviously forced to do. And I'm full of admiration for people whose businesses were, were, were very heavily hit. I mean, you know, I've always worked online. The only difference for me has been I moved from meeting people generally in coffee shops to meeting them on Zoom when we were talking about their, their project. But that was a very easy change for me, whereas actually things like exercise and, and certain other clients I've got, which their industries were much harder hit, you, you really had to make quite a, quite a rapid change. And how have you found that, that change now? I know you continue to do online as well as in person. It was actually easier than I thought it was going to be. It was more of a question of just not overthinking it and just doing it because we have um, Facebook. So you had a Facebook group where everyone could connect. You could just do the Facebook lives. Um, but we had Zoom. So Zoom and a Facebook group and I was literally off. We then just worked out and evolved our timetables, what we wanted. Um, members joined. The previous clients came online with me. Um, and the most... Um, the challenging thing was really is obviously having the space for them to people to work out the equipment. So again, we adapted, we had tins, we had iPads or iPhones hanging off things so I could see them or they could see me. And, you know, it was just a really interesting experience that we all did together. So we you know, all worked together while still getting our movement and exercise in as well. Yes, uh, absolutely. And um, I think you said something really important there. I can't remember your exact words, but very much a case of, actually just getting on and doing it, not overcomplicating it. And I've seen a lot of people who've not done things like online courses or memberships because they're too worried about the tech. And actually, it, that doesn't need to stop anything. You just need to get on and do it. And, and you can do it very simply initially while you work out whether it's working or not and then add more complications in later um, if that's appropriate to do. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Totally agree. And it's amazing with just yeah, a phone, how much you can do. You know, you could take your phone and we can go and do our workout wherever. You could do it wherever. Yeah. Um, so it really is you know, fantastic. Yeah, definitely. And so, so talking about looking after ourselves, mm. us female entrepreneurs in particular are probably the worst at looking after ourselves. <laughs> we are, well, at least I speak for myself. We're not really the best at actually incorporating activity into our everyday lives and especially when we've got caring responsibilities be that young children older children or or aged parents so can you talk a bit about what the benefits are and also how we can incorporate a little bit of more movement into our everyday lives no absolutely um i think the top benefit and it's something as um women with so many plates spinning is to actually just make some time for yourself whether it's a step away for the desk to go and um make yourself a drink, do some breathing, just walk up and down. It's just taking that time away where you can focus just on you. How are you feeling? What do you need? And then you can always progress from there. It could be that you have um, a class booked in. So it's in your diary that at so and so time you go and do an online class or you go to the gym. It's making the time to fit in your movement and exercise. Um, and movement and exercise that suits you something that you're going to enjoy and want to do because if you're going to look at your diary and think, oh, I've got so much to do, I'm busy, but oh, I don't fancy that class, you're not going to do it. So finding something that you really want to do and you know that you're going to feel great after doing. Benefits of moving is, depending on what your job is, but if you're desk bound a lot of the time, getting up, stretching rather than sitting and being fixed in certain positions, which over time can affect our posture, our movements, how we feel. Just getting up, stretching, moving, um, 
making the muscles work, getting the blood pumping, um, getting our breath into to think about our breath because then sometimes we'll be sitting and just maybe shallow breathing, maybe holding our breath because we're so busy, but just to take that time to get that oxygen into the body, feel refreshed and energized. Um, so that we can continue with our day feeling better than just sitting at the desk sort of three hours maybe and just feeling knackered. So <laughs> I know that feeling. It, we did, we're getting close, don't we? Or then we move from one thing to the next. So perhaps sometimes we've got to stop and think, well, in between that transition, what can I do? Just to take a moment, just to check in with how I'm feeling. Do I need to go and eat? Do I need to go and drink? Do I need to prepare something, do something? Or can I go for a walk? I think always at the back of our mind thinking, I need to look after myself because... The benefits of being um, self-employed and an entrepreneur is it's our business. We can do what we want pretty much when we want because it's our business. But if we're constantly working at the business, do we get time to stop and enjoy it? Are we, have we got the energy to stop and enjoy what we're doing? You know, is our end goal to be able to retire at a certain age? But if we're so tired by the time we get to that age because we haven't looked after ourselves, are we going to fully enjoy it? If that makes sense, it's yeah, a, 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 absolutely. It, it reminds me of something I was hearing this morning. It was um, I, I can't remember the exact quote, but something that Warren Buffett was saying, which was very similar. Apparently, he has very few meetings in his diary because he said, "I know he's very old and has never retired." Um, but uh, uh, you've got to make time in the day. You've got to allow space to think and enjoy your day. It's you're not just working for a certain number of years to then become exhausted <laughs> so enjoy retirement yeah it's almost as if you want to pay it forward as well I was thinking in terms of with, the, with all the things we have to do for the business so all our payments our tax and things we're always you know, perhaps our tax you put stuff away you're paying it forward so when you get a tax bill you've got your money there our health and fitness is like that we've got to constantly work at it do little bits now so that the end game we can enjoy what we've set out to do yeah and in the meantime maintain and manage our our physical health, our mental health, emotional health, through incorporating movement throughout the day. It might be not necessarily every day, but, you know, maybe once or twice a week you go off for that long walk or that class or whatever it is, but we're getting something into our, our ideally daily routine, but certainly throughout the week. Yeah, I know I always feel better if I've done my dog walk in the morning, which I do almost every morning, certainly Monday to Friday, not always on a weekend, but um, I always feel much better when I've done that. The days that I haven't, walk the dog for some reason um i really do feel it actually the the benefits of getting outside as well um yeah. are, are, are huge and we we touched briefly on sort of caring responsibilities um i know your boys are are older but um how have you found running business around family responsibilities how do you manage it i think in a way i'm very fortunate that it's been quite easy my husband still works from home three days a week so again, he's in one end of the house, I'm in the other end, and that works quite well. We <laughs> shut the door at each other, or um, just you know, you see that communication of like, I'm on a Zoom now, or I'm doing so and so, don't walk through because I'm doing the class. Um, so the communication's been key. With the boys, again, it's just letting them know if they're at home, if they're not at work or at uni, it's right, you know, this is the timetable, this is when I'm on. Obviously, if it's an emergency, then, you know, do come through and let me know. But they've always been very good and quite respectful of that. They know that we're working from home. Um, and likewise, knowing that if something does crop up, then I can rejiggle things to suit if there is a family emergency or an issue. Um, that they've always been that much older now, I'm not needed yeah. as much. I am in certain, but generally I'm not needed. So my day in a sense is my own because I yeah. can plan my timetable. 
the, the other side of that is having parents that do need me a little bit more often now. So I can, fortunate enough, I can arrange their appointments and things to fit in with my schedule or, or re um, jig my schedule as well. So that's what I'm trying to get to grips with and used to now. Much yeah. is, is that that change in? Yeah. And it, I mean, it is one of the great things about working for yourself is that I know I certainly find that I'll often work late into an evening. I try not to send client emails at those sorts of times because I don't want them to think that I'm contactable necessarily out of my hours as well. But um, but it does mean that during the day you have got the flexibility if you need to drop things to take care of a, a family responsibility or or in my case, go and pick up balloons for a, for a daughter's birthday, um, which means having to rejig the, this interview slightly um, when, when you're running late. But you can you can do that much more flexibly um, working working um, for yourself. But the challenges are certainly still there. Yeah. And um. Actually, another question I wanted to ask you, sorry, going back more to your, your business, um, is, is about the process, how you're very active on Instagram. Um, and I love your Instagram feed and incorporating daily exercise into your routine. So when you're boiling the kettle, the various different exercises that you can do and things like that. But how do new people find you and how do you get people to move from having found you online to actually booking um, sessions with you? Yeah, and that's a great question, actually. Um, generally, I suppose it's quite often it's um, word of mouth, which is fantastic. Yeah. It's through networking. Um, certainly the last two or three years, the networking group that we belong to, which I know we belong to, you know, two or three at the same one, um, has been fantastic. It's just been a godsend through Zoom and keeping in touch. It's building those networks. So then people will then say, oh, have you spoken to Caroline about X, Y, or Z, or have you spoken to Marie? So that's always been a really good way of getting clients to contact and just have that initial call. But it might be that you get people just messaging you from seeing something on Instagram or Facebook um, and just sort of going from there, really. It could yeah. be a conversation, a free consultation. It may lead to something, it may not, but it's being accessible um, for people to just get in touch with me. And do you find people start with one of your, maybe one of your classes first and then move on to more of the one-to-one work? Do people tend to come in a sort of lower priced offer and and then maybe get to know you a little bit before they might work one-to-one? Yeah, you know, actually, it's, it's almost the other way around. Ah. Um, the people who join my membership are people I've worked with before. Um, and then I've had recommendations from them. But they've had friends and things, so they've joined that way. But generally, it's people either joining, um, contacting me for a massage. Um, it could be personal training, or it could be one of the pelvic floor core courses. And then once we've run those courses or a set of personal training sessions, they join on to the membership or continue in a one-to-one setting. So it's often more that individual, that one-to-one thing first of all, and then from there, it may go to um, the membership. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting that it's that it's that way around. And, and talking of marketing, can we talk a little bit about your website? Because um, for people listening, I built Caroline's uh, latest website, which I guess was about this time last year. And can you explain sort of when, why you decided you needed a new website? What your original website was that one? I can't remember whether that was one you'd built yourself or whether somebody else had built for you. Yeah, no, somebody else built that. There's no chance on that. Give me some weights. I'm happy, but uh, building website? No, uh, that was built by um, somebody else. And for the at the time, it was brilliant because I was still based at the gym I worked at. So 
it encompassed um, images of me being at the gym and um, you know, how I looked three or four years ago, which was younger and, and um, yeah, just a bit of a different. So it was time for that change. And because from then I was again, fully working for myself, my um, ethos changed a little bit. I was getting a, a, a more individual message across more women's health. I wanted the website to represent that. Um, so literally from, gosh, yes, it was last year we sort of did that. So probably eight, six to eight months before that. I mean, I knew you, we hadn't really connected, but started to look at your work, seeing the websites that you've been creating. And the fact that you just got your clients, you got what they wanted. The website looks amazing. And that's how we're going, I wanted to reach out to you and like, you know, gave you my spec and here we are. Um, yeah, I think it's, and actually it's very interesting what you said there in terms of the website that you had didn't represent where your business was nor where you wanted it to be because I think that's one of the biggest issues with older websites. It's not necessarily, sometimes it's style dates, but it's, and sometimes it's an issue of technology and things get a lot easier, but often it's time for a new website when your business has changed and businesses do change and you, your website should always represent where you're, you want your business to be, not certainly where it was six, 12 months ago, if it's going through a period of, of, of change. And how did you find, now you, you were, you were great um, to work with because you had uh, uh, fantastic branding photography taken. So we had some great images and obviously you had branding colors, um, et cetera. In terms of anybody who's going through a new website build, are there any um, tips that you can give them as a as a client, if you like, for um, for bringing together that con- that content or anything that you found particularly difficult um, and more challenging in doing that? I think initially, you have an idea in your mind of what you'd like because chances are you've been looking at other websites and you get that I like that I don't like that or you know um, saving images saving things idea but when you've found someone that you want to work with it's the communication and as I was very much guided by you with your questions again you made me think about things so it's trying to think of every possibility that you might want to, to consider um from the smallest intricate details basically there's so many things to consider but also not to worry about there is the fact that there's lots to consider because you're there to guide me and say like this or that how do you want that to work but basically, just turn being as open as possible. Jot everything down. You've got an idea. Write it down so that I can then come to you or came to you. So I like it to look like this. Um, I want it to be able to do X, Y, and Z. Is that possible? Yeah. Um, and doing that, and then with your, in terms of your your branding and your colours and things. Again, it's just having that theme in your head. How you want things to come across? Are you going to, you know, would you look at your website and go, yes, I like that. I'm going to click. I want to find out more. Um, and I think that's hugely important because, I mean, a website, I always think has got, there are two people that you need to please with your website. Certainly I need to please as a website designer, my client, you've got to love it because unless you love it, you're not going to promote it. But it's also got to work for your clients as well, because ultimately it's got to, got to bring you, you know, the, the point of having a website is to, is to help convert people and bring you more clients. And how, how has it influenced your business would you say since it was built I'd say about just under a year ago now it's been um great because again it's instantly I can send the link to somebody they've got it it's accessible everywhere and people can go on and find out more information or often not when I get in 
somebody gets in touch with me so I've looked at your website I've gone through this so they've been there first of all mm. whether they've known about me or they've searched or googled and I've come up or they've seen the website address on pretty much all my posts and everything it's there it's accessible yeah. um people have the chance in their own time to have a look through thoroughly go through it and then when they're ready they want to they then get in touch again through the website because again we've got the contact information um, and then we we go from there with whatever their, their query is what they want yeah brilliant and final questions for you <laughs> can we go away from website um are you are you a podcast listener generally i am actually um and I, what other what other podcasts can you can you recommend? What do you listen to? My normal go to, um, and certainly if I've got a long drive or I want to do a long dog walk, is a Dr. Chatterjee podcast mm-hmm. because they're really really um, really interesting. And again, health, fitness, and well being. So anything like that, I'm very interested in. Um, and quite often, lots of other ones. Top of my head, I can't think which ones they are, but they're generally normally related to health and fitness in some shape or form. Um, although saying that I do listen to yours a lot as well because again it's the tips on what I should be doing for my website and my and my business so I do listen to yours <laughs> as well um, so that yeah here would be my top normal go-to one and then anything else again recommendations somebody recommends a podcast I'll always listen because it's great to get that that recommendation somebody's had a benefit from absolutely from absolutely and talking of other recommendations um, what's your favorite business book and I have to say, there isn't one that springs to mind because, again, like the podcasts, I tend to read just <laughs> health and fitness books or books on menopause and bits, which, again, is very... Um, I don't worry about that. But one book I did find, actually, was pretty quite relevant for business and personal life was um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. That was a really, really interesting, again, because it applied to just, you know, day-to-day stuff, but also work stuff as well, sort of... Um, yeah, that would be a, a top recommendation actually to read for everyone. That one. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm. It, it was recommended by another guest. I must admit, I'm still part way through it. I think that was my answer at the time. <laughs> I haven't got to the end yet. I must must pick it back up again. Um, and finally, for anybody whether they're starting out or they're a couple of years in, is there a top piece of business advice that you could give them? I think network. That's the best. I found certainly in the last couple of years, you're starting it maybe on your own. And certainly if you have literally just perhaps finished one role, network, find your local networks, whether it's Zoom or in person, get to know people locally because you've then got that support network. You've then got their knowledge, their um, recommendations, their information, and you build some fantastic relationships, acquaintances, friendships are made. Um, I would really recommend networking. I think that's really good advice, actually, on networking. And I know, actually, just last night, I was out with my local networking group. We ended up in the pub. And I think having that group of people who understand what you're going through and who can offer, you know, tips and advice for various different things is 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 brilliant, actually, because you have that in the corporate world. Um, it might not always be people you get on with, but you do have that in the corporate world and you have to make it yourself um, in your own world. And networking gets a, a very bad rap, but actually if you think about it, it's building a support network and just finding friends, people who are going through similar things to you, um, I think is, um, you know, is a, is a very different approach and, and definitely one that is is massively worthwhile. 
absolutely. And again, like everything, there's different forms of networking. So it's finding what works for you, what yeah. you know, resonates most with you. Because um, sometimes, again, friends and family are lovely and supportive, but they don't get it. Whereas, yeah. And also there are different groups. So, you know, I have still not plucked up the courage to go to my chamber of commerce. I might do at some point. Um, but but some of the uh, mums in business kind of networking groups I, I go to a lot. I'm a member of a couple and obviously uh, the same as you. And um, they are hugely supportive. They're, they're great communities. Yeah, they really are. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Caroline. That's been really, really useful. I think people listening will have got a huge amount out of it. So thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shares my podcasts or widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me, whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business or scaling it. And see you next week.